Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This episode is sponsored by Thrasher Coffee. Visit thrashercoffee.com for small batch roasted to order coffees and use coupon code FRESHBLEND to save 10% on your order. I am Joe Darnell, and I am joined today again by my good friend, Mr. Eric Rauch. How are you doing, sir? Good. How are you doing, Joe? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm just 23 seconds into this recording that's taken about an hour to resolve in logic, but it we're has. happy. It <laughs> it's really good to finally get the thing to record for you once in a while. <laughs> we have a few different topics to talk about. Uh, one of them is really exciting to me is that we are going to do a live taste test of four different roasts you prepared on March 6th. And I, I think that these are going to be great. We brewed them just a few minutes ago. They smell fantastic. There's four different coffee roasts in all. And so I really want to dive into that in a few minutes. But first, we want to get to a little bit of follow-up. So uh, we have a question from one of our listeners, Eric. Oh, that's it's a change of pace. I, that, I'm, I'm glad to hear that the listeners are listening and have questions. And they're alive and they're on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's a good thing. John Leach says, Hello, Joe and friends. I recently thought about grabbing two or three of my favorite beans and mixing them for a quick DIY blend. Have you ever done this? If so, did you like it? I, I roast I roast the, the two components of, of the Liberty blend separately and then mix them together. So there's actually two separate roasts. One is a is, is a medium dark and the other is a darker roast and they're and they're mixed together that way. So it's not it's not taking the all of the green beans and putting it into the roaster at the same time and, and roasting them all together. Hmm. But if you have, if you have your own roasted beans, say you have, or I mean, right now I have, I have four different uh, varieties sitting in front of me of, of things that we're going to sample here later. I, I could take any of these. I, I could take two of them. I could take three of them. I could take all four of them and mix them together, mix them together in different ratios, mix them together in, in equal ratios. And you're going to get all sorts of different, different flavors, different, uh, different, uh, profiles and and different resu- results in the cup also based on how you, how you how you make it are you french pressing them are you chemexing it it's you know coffee's very uh very susceptible to the methods um of, because you're presenting liquids because right. yeah you know you add a little bit of um honey to a drink and you think there's something sweet in there but you may not realize it's honey versus uh, something else that's sweet like maple syrup or right. just straight up sugar that has been dissolved and and obviously the more honey you put in the sweeter it's going to get the more the more present that 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 honey's going to become if you want just a note or just a hint of honey then you're you're you know, you're just going to put a little bit in it well you you use these same these same techniques with 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 blending coffee now a lot of coffee that you buy off the shelf already is blended so that's so that's another that's another variable. Um, if Often they refer to it as a specialty blend, but that doesn't that's a misnomer. Really, it's just a blend, and, and so it gets called specialty because it's not single origin. I've noticed that a couple of times. Well, well, specialty is 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 setting it off from from regular coffee. I don't have it off the off the off the tip of my tongue, but uh, specialty coffee is a a definition of coffee as it's as it's grown and as it's as it's produced. So it it. It's dealt with differently. Um, we'll have, order, a, we'll have the terminology referenced in the show notes. So when they say a specialty blend, typically they're going to mean Arabica. It's going to be uh, 100% Arabica beans, um, and then it's also specialty grade. So it's a higher it's a higher grade of coffee. Um, so at that point, you just you just know that you're getting better coffee, and it's and it's classified as specialty coffee, but you don't know of what. You know, it, sometimes the bag will tell you this is a blend of uh, Ethiopian Yurga chef and, um, you know, Indonesian 
beans or, or, or something like that. But oftentimes what, what the rationale for, for blending is, is, well, there's, there's, there's two, it, it can be for taste. So there, there's, there's three major flavor components that, that, that you're going to get out of, out of, out of any particular coffee. Uh, you, you want to, um, notice the acidity, you want to notice the, the sweetness, and then you want to notice the body. You know, is it, is it, is it syrupy? Is it, is it heavy? Is it a, is it a thick, bold, um, cup of coffee or is it thin? Is it, is it, is it somewhat watery? Um, is it sweet? In other words, can you, can you get fruit notes out of it? Do you, do you taste a little bit of, of, of sweetness from it? And that's not, I don't mean getting the, the sweetness from the caramelized sugars from the roast The you know, the darker roasted coffees are going to have more of a sweeter taste to them than, than the lighter roasted coffees. Right. But the flavors influence what you, um, your brain interprets as sweetness. So if you right. got a flavor that reminds you of, of flowers, let's say, yeah. which is something that is in the spectrum of uh, flavors in coffee, then you may not pick up on a suggestion of sweetness. Right. But you would if you got a, a hint of dark cherries and something like, you know, a chocolate chip cookie. Like right. You just your brain will interpret what the flavors are mean to you. And mm-hmm. some of that tells you, oh, well, this suggests sweetness. Right. Yeah. And say you have, um, you have a coffee that is very thin. It doesn't have much body, but it's but it's uh it's sweet and it's and it's low on acidity. So you really like the sweet flavor in that, and you want to enhance that with another coffee that that that, that adds body to it. So you'll mix those two together to get the sweetness and the body together. And if you think that you know, mess with the ratios there, it it, it could be as, as simple as ten percent of of the body of the body producing coffee, or it could be as high as 70%. Um, and you would pair something <clears throat> together if it seems like it would go together in the real world. So if right. it's something citrus and then another part of it reminds you of something, well, kind of like toast, it may not go together. Yeah. You know, like well-baked bread and citrus. I don't know about that combination, but if you find coffee that tastes like milk chocolate to you somehow on some wavelength, and then you have find others that taste like strawberries then heck yeah, go for it. Make right. that combination, and uh, you know, and change. it may or may not work. It when you mix those together in any kind of ratio, it may not work for you. Other people may like it, but it may not work for you. And it may take the entire bag to get the right. variables just right, and then you get that last cup of coffee, and you're like, "That's the sweet spot." That's and it. You yeah. don't have those bags anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, John, you, I would say yes, definitely try that. Um, don't don't rely on. On the, on the roaster to tell you this is this is how this coffee should be drank. You can go wrong, but you can definitely go right. Yeah, you can definitely go right. So what what I would recommend is if you're if you're adventurous and you want to try this, feel free, go ahead. Um, but but take notes, take notes of of not only um, the ratios and and what what two or three or uh, I try to keep my blends very very simple. Um, I try not. to to blend any more than three. And you don't want to overanalyze the cupping flavors that you're getting any either. <clears throat> you have an idea of what right. it suggests, but you're not going to write a, a, an essay about it either, because at that point it's really not going to help you uh, to create something very subtle and very balanced out of a blend. Right. I mean, like you can overanalyze and then it, it, all the variables change. Like you said a moment ago, when you make a combination as a blend, you can. And, um, and, and often when you're, when you're blending, your 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 brain can be very very specific, or it can be very very general, depending on 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 what you're doing at any particular time. If you're if if you know that you're that you're you've got your you've got your computer out, you've got your notebook out, and you're taking notes on these specific flavors that you're trying to pull out of a blend, 
Well, you're going to, you're going to taste those. If they're there, you're going to taste those almost to the exclusion of everything else. So you're going to, you're going to think you've mastered the blend. Oh, here it is. This is, this is what it is. Well, take that same coffee and make it the next day and just, and just don't even think about it. Just, just drink it. And if, if you get halfway through it and realize, I really don't like this. You know what? I'm not what, <laughs> because you're, you're no longer focusing on those particular components. You're, 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 you're tasting the general rather than this, than the specific. Right. You're almost guaranteed to waste some beans in this process. Yeah. But I mean, if that's, if, that, if that's how you want to look at it, um, you know, we were looking at your, your Edison light bulb earlier. I know everything goes back and, to Edison and, and, and Edison found 6,000 ways not to make a light bulb. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still drinking coffee. You're still drinking pretty good coffee. If if you have all these coffees and you're and you're blending them together, well, you have them for a reason because you like them. Oh so yeah. If you're if you're trying to, you know, eat, make something even better, well, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still drinking good coffee. Um, you, know, you may you may have found ten ways that day not to make a blend, but maybe maybe tomorrow you'll find the way to make the blend. I'm just going to go with the easy route and let you do all the blending for me, Eric. Yeah, that's that's a pretty. That's a pretty it's bad. It's a straightforward solution. It is. It is straightforward. But I have I have specific tastes that I'm looking for, and uh, and often what what I'm blending for isn't for what what everybody else is blending for. So that's why, as a roaster, I like to bounce. I like to bounce different things that I'm doing off of Joe and off of um, many other people, my family, because I want to make sure that I'm not I'm not just doing things that 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 excite me in the in the world of coffee. I want I want to offer. Offer coffees that people actually want to drink, not not just because I'm looking for a um, lemongrass and blueberry flavor or or whatever, um, which is something that which I don't even know what lemongrass there. tastes like. But um, you've never tried lemongrass? I don't think so. Lemongrass oils, nothing in your salad? No. Okay. I just put lettuce in my salad. <laughs> just lettuce. Well, there's there's others. Speaking of uh, specialty blends and flavors in general, my favorite flavor flavors usually involve some nuttiness, uh, of course, because you know who you're talking to Joe. But I, when I have my coffee, um, I do like the kinds that remind me of macadamians, walnuts, and you know peanuts and cashews. Like my favorite cup of coffee I ever had was up in Colorado one day, and it was really just uh, I think a fluke situation between the drip coffee maker that I was using, the bag of coffee I picked up at a particular store, and uh, just like I, I did everything wrong. I, I used an electric drip. I got I caught a bag of coffee off of the shelf at a small grocer, and I, I, I used a blade grinder, but my memory tells me that was the best cup of coffee I've ever made because of the flavor profile. It really didn't yeah. matter what the freshness was and other things. Like I've had fantastic coffees all over the place, but it was that cup of coffee in that unique situation that just struck a chord with me because the flavors were that good. So you can't go wrong if you find the blend, your DIY blend at home that works for you. Yeah, and that's it's a it's a very interesting point that you bring up, and, and I know we dealt with it a little bit already, but we need to devote at least a show or two to this. Taste after the fact is memory. It's, it, it's, it's purely subjective. It, it, it's, it's not objective anymore. You know, you're even, even, even when you have, when you, when you're dealing with taste in the moment, it's still subjective. You know, it's based on uh, all sorts of different things. What you, what you ate for breakfast, what your, um, how your day is going, what, what your mood is like. But yeah, especially trying to think of something years ago when, oh, that was a, that was a brilliant cup of coffee I had back there. I, I really, 
and I've been kind of chasing it, it, it ever since. You know, I'm looking for that for that taste again. Well, you're, you're probably not going to find it because even that coffee in that moment didn't taste exactly how you remember it. But and it wouldn't influence my wife because she had the same cup of coffee and it didn't strike her the same way. Yeah, yeah, isn't that interesting? Well, speaking of coffee, Eric, <laughs> let's get to the uh, today's sponsor, which is Thrasher Coffee, and what makes uh, Thrasher Coffee so special. First of all, they sponsor this podcast. That makes them pretty special. So I want to say thank you to Thrasher Coffee for sponsoring the site and the podcast. Thrasher Coffee is the fastest craft roaster from – sorry, I say the fastest, and it's misleading. But they are the best craft roaster here in the heart of Dixie, offering a fresh cup of coffee. Their roasters source beans from around the world, taste test new ones from week to week, then mindfully prepare astonishingly flavorful coffees like we're going to be tasting today. When you order at thrashercoffee.com, yours is roasted to order and shipped within 24 hours so that you're going to get it at the peak freshness within a couple of, within a couple of days. You will always have the tastiest fresh coffee experience for your brew ritual in the home, the dorm, or the treehouse. If you are new to the Thrasher Roasts, there are four of them, ranging from the single-origin uh, homestead medium roast to the hardy prospect dark roast. And if you love blends, then check out my personal favorite, Liberty Blend. This is Eric's very own concoction, and it really is one of the best blends I've ever tasted. So, Thrasher always treats you like the handsome coffee connoisseur that you are. Uh, they tr- uh, they give you a true 16-ounce pound of whole bean coffees for $25, shipping included. And Top Brew listeners get 10% off of their first purchase with coupon code FRESHBLEND at checkout. Thrasher Coffee roasts responsibly harvested beans and supply premium, fresh, small-batch coffee experiences to their discerning customers at an affordable price. Thank you, Thrasher Coffee, for supporting Top Brew, this podcast, and Eric Rauch. So back to the show again. Thank you for the follow-up. We are going to pack that away and move on to the main topic for today. We made eight cups of coffee with the AeroPress right before we got started with the show. So we're looking at... Yes, I watched... you were your patience was a great contribution. I was learning. We have a, a Haiti blue. We have Costa Rican. Uh, what do we else here? Dominican pea berry. And what is that over there? It's a, uh, yeah, it's a Colombian micro lot. Oh, dude, this is so good. So why don't we start with the order in which I, I brewed them so I get sure. something that's m- m- kind of warm since it was made about 30 minutes ago. Yeah, we're actually tasting iced coffee right now. <laughs> It's not that it's not that cold in my it's, house. No. Okay, so bottoms up for the Haiti blue. Oh, that is much colder. Cold. <laughs> that's iced coffee. But dude, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Now some some interesting Oh, that is so good. This is good coffee. Okay, before you give me your your feedback on it, it's a coffee that's grown in Haiti. But it's the same plant as the Jamaican Blue Mountain high-grown coffee, which is very expensive. If you if you know anything about the uh, the Jamaican Blue Mountain, it's 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 rare and it's 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 expensive. Um, but it's it's also considered to be one of the one of the best coffees in the world. And um, I've never had the Jamaican Blue. Yeah, but this I, is, I, I know plenty it, it, about and, it. And it, it is good. It is mouth. It is very good. But this is this is very very close. Um, it's, it's a whole lot cheaper um, for me as a as a as a roaster to get and and to offer so i'm seriously looking at this as offering this uh to our customers at at thrasher i'm just not quite sure how i'm going to use it yet but yeah this is a uh this is the same plant as jamaican blue mountain coffee and it's grown in haiti which isn't typically seen as a as a coffee growing 
uh, country, but this company that 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 imports it is is trying to make it so because it has this it has the same the same type of uh, uh, elevation, the same type of of growing conditions that 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 Jamaica does. It's got a lot of complex flavors. Um, I'm getting earthiness, a good kind of bitterness, like you might have from the aftertaste of walnuts, but not necessarily a flavor that strikes me like walnuts. I've had coffees that really do that. And one of them that you roasted recently, you asked me to critique. I, I don't know what else to say. Maybe I'm getting some baked goods in here, a little bit of rye, but it's a tasty combination because there's a hint of sweetness as well. Yeah. And, you know, there's variables to what I would describe as something to my to my brain, the way it's processing the flavors. Something about this tastes uh, hearty. You ever made pot roast with coffee? Mm-hmm. That this seems to invoke some of those thoughts for me, and that that is primarily going to be the mouthfeel. This isn't something that just slides off your tongue and and dissipates quickly. It's it's not thin. It's it's a it's a somewhat of a heavier heavier body coffee. It's not syrupy. It's not real thick, but it's got some substance to it. It's not and the and the flavors change while you're going through the swallowing process. It smells one way to your nose. Right. You, you get it onto your tongue. It tastes one way, and by the time you've swallowed it, it's transformed. And the aftertaste is pleasant. Yeah, the flavors change too. Um, for anybody that's interested in trying to do this this kind of tasting at home, let let the uh, let the coffee cool down naturally, like like we have. Um, when you know, try it warm, try it uh, or try it hot, try it warm, and then try it room temperature. You know, and then maybe even try it as you know, put it over ice and try it as 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 actual iced coffee because you're going to see how even that same drink goes through a, a transformation process just as it cools. So you're gonna you're gonna notice different flavors from from the hot when it's served hot than than you will when it's served cold, and you may you may like it better. You may like it better as a as a colder drink um, than you do as a hot or or vice versa. Mm, very nice. So are you ready to try the next cup? I am. All right, this is awesome. <laughs> we should do this every every week, but then I'd be so wired. <laughs> <laughs> every Wednesday is Wired's Day. We have uh, what is this? Uh, yeah, the company's called Vornis. Um, all of, or both of these companies are, are companies that I met at Coffee Fest a couple weeks ago. So these are, are new importers for me. Um, so I, I got samples from them. I wanted to I wanted to taste what their what their coffees are like. I you get you, typically you get half pound samples, and then and then I roast them in my sample roaster. And this will this will give you an idea. This is typically when you sample roast, you you roast lighter than you would on a on a production roaster. Not necessarily not, not, not saying that you you, you wouldn't. You wouldn't roast the these these to this temperature, but you want to roast them a little bit lighter so you're tasting more of the coffee rather than the roast. Um, so, but so this is a a Vornis Costa Rican, and uh, I'm not typically I'm not a fan of Costa Rican coffee. They're they're usually a little bit more acidic, not not real exciting. But, I'm getting the acidity here, but, but this it's mild enough one, that it's not actually a bothersome effect. Yeah, this this one um, to me has a lime flavor to it. Yes, and I love lime. Um, so this, this is quickly becoming one of my new favorite coffees and <laughs> I don't really have much left of it. This is, this is something that, that I would consider in the, in the, in the sweetness category. So the body's not, not anything memorable. You know, it's, it's, it's somewhat thin. The, like you said, the acidity is there, but it's not, it's not overwhelming. There's a Rwandan coffee that I, that, that I roast that the acidity is very, very present. It's the first thing you taste. It's, it's it's almost it's almost an astringent, you know. It almost makes your mouth and your your tongue um, painful. Restrict. It's it's not painful, but it, it's just 
It's just that it's it, it's there's so much acidity to it. So if you were going to blend that with something, you'd want to blend it with something that that takes the takes the focus off that. You would want to give it a little bit more sweetness. And this is something I think this this Costa Rican. This is something that would that would mix well with that with that Rwandan coffee. So you get because this 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 is, this doesn't have high acidity. So you wouldn't be you wouldn't be um, adding more acidity to the Rwandan. You'd be adding a little bit of sweetness to the Rwandan, and it would, it would, um, it would help maybe balance that out a little bit. I haven't tried that, but that would be a that'd be something I'd I'd want to try in my mind, um, th- thinking about these two. And then when I start when I start getting these coffees in in bigger bags in the 150 pound bags, then I can I can do experiments like that with it. Uh, personally, I'm I'm thinking that it was a thumbs up, maybe two thumbs up for mm-hmm. the first coffee, the Haiti Blue Mountain ish coffee. And this one is right up there. I wouldn't say it's quite a, as close to the Haiti Blue Mountain. But, but it's they're still, radically different, aren't they? They're radically different yeah. flavors. So it's not so much that it's a lesser coffee. It's just not to my favorite personal tastes. Yeah. But they, in terms of just the flavor combination, this is great. This is this is not like anything else you already have at Thrasher Coffee. It's it's refreshing. I don't know how else to else how else to describe it, but it, it just, is the uh, Sprite equivalent of coffee. Yeah, yeah. It it, it has it has that limon, that <laughs> that that lime, which which you don't expect. Maybe we should carbonate this thing. Yeah. See what happens it, next. It might it might make a very um a very refreshing iced coffee because I um my wife and I made a pot of this last night and um and and we've we French pressed it and and what does it seem like to you after when you've had it with food. Um, I haven't, but have, have you followed up dinner with this coffee? No, we follow up dinner with coffee. We, we don't, we eat first and then maybe an hour or so later, then we'll make a pot of coffee. So we had, um, because I could see this one also being great, like right after the meal, like to cleanse your palate. Right. So you, so you've had a meal that was pretty good, but you'd kind of like to wipe all of the slate clean in your mouth. Yeah. This one. And it would probably like explode with a completely different complex flavor system to it. And that's what I find with a lot of coffee right after I've ate in a good way, enhances a ton of flavors mm-hmm. that sh- I- I'm like, shouldn't be there. Right. So what what magic in Widgestry is this? Yeah. If I lived in the medieval times, it'd be like smashing coffee cups and burning people at the stake for how awesome they are. <laughs> oh, wow. I want to drink all of these and I'm going to before the end of the day. I'm not wasting any of this. Yeah. These are these are all – and, and the reason I brought these four is because these are four that have really, um, really overwhelmed me lately. Um, I've, I've, I've been, I was telling Joe earlier, I've, I have about 35 coffees that I'm, that I'm, that I'm sample roasting and going through right now. But of the, these are the four that I've just have been really enamored with lately. This makes great podcasting. It's a theater of the mind yeah. for the tongue. That's right. <laughs> so next we have the Dominican Peaberry. Dominican Peaberry. All right. So I'm using my favorite mug and that should make all the difference in the world. It, it will. Even if it was bad, it's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So bottoms up. Ooh. Wow. Okay. This is actually has more in common with the Costa Rican than yep. it does the Haiti. Right. Mm. It it also um I mm. have on on my oh. Let me see here. Go ahead and talk, John. That's an all my... new kind of pleasant experience. Um it has the sour, maybe more on the lemon side than the lime side. Yeah, I I said orange. I said it has a it, it it's not yeah, it's not it's not more but it's got other fruit uh, like there's a, there's a creamy fruity and and it's it's not it's it's not strawberry it, it is a citrus flavor but no. maybe not orange maybe more like tangerine maybe just a and i'm getting a note of something like uh 
you know, you know, when you have those chopped nuts on top of an ice cream sundae, mm-hmm. I'm getting that at that taste and that smell that wafts through my, my nose and nasal passages. Wow. This is good. Yes. It, it's wafting. Yes. Uh, it, it, you can copy that down for the description. Waft. It's all up in my business. It's all up in my brain now. Oh, this is good. It, it's, uh, it, it's like you have it, like the closest dessert would be a tart. Right. Right. And, and, and perhaps it might even, uh, enhance that kind of dessert with this coffee. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, I, I think often when I pair, when I pair coffee with desserts, I kind of, I kind of try to go like with like. So if I, if I have a heavy chocolate dessert, I don't know that I would, that I would want to pair this coffee with it. I don't, I mean, it, it could, it, it, it could cut through it and, and help, um, help make that, that, that decadent dessert, maybe just a little bit less decadent, you know, help you, um, cause sometimes those rich desserts just get too overwhelming. This could maybe help cut through that. But in a, in a lot of situations like that, I'm, I'm craving more of the acidity in a, in a, in a coffee. I want, I want that, that to help literally cut through the, uh, something a little bit thinner, something not, not as, uh, as fruity, I guess. This one seems to be just slightly thinner and less acidic than the other one. Right. The Dominican Republic, uh, Pea berry is less or so than the Costa Rican, right? But they, but they, you're right; they are similar. They, they, they but, both... they're, but they're like Mario and Luigi. They're just they're similar, but they're different, right? Uh, I just yeah. made it the most awesome Italian <laughs> video game character reference to coffee. This is a strange world we live in. <laughs> it must be the effect of the caffeine kicking in now. <laughs> well, this is this is a pea berry, which um, we can we can talk about later. But but I'll we can talk a, about pea berry all day, all you want, Eric. We well, I'll make I'll make a quick reference to what pea berry is. Uh, typically, the uh, the the coffee cherry the and and we've we said this before. They're not beans; they're seeds. So they're the seeds inside the coffee cherry on the on the coffee plant are the beans uh, are are what we call beans. Typically, they split into two. So there's so there's two there's two seeds in, inside a coffee cherry. In a pea berry, it's just one. So you don't you don't it, it doesn't split. The pea berry is just one single chair or one single seed inside inside the cherry. The pea berry bean, the seed, looks a little bit more um, like a torpedo. It, it's it, it like like a rice crispy. You know, it's hmm. it's more elongated than it is um, round. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. And again, thumbs up again on this one for a different sort of occasion. It's a more casual coffee. Mm-hmm. Like I can see if I were just going to uh, the local coffee house with my sister because she likes to go to the coffee house with me sometimes that she would probably, this would be probably her favorite Mm -hmm. of the three that we've tried so far. So last we have, what is this over here? This is a Colombian micro lot. That sounds great. Yeah. Micro, all, all micro lot really means is that it's, it's a, that's different from small batch somehow. Well, yes. Small batches is what you would, that's, that's how I refer to how, how we roast. We roast in small batches. It can mean, it can mean all sorts of different things, but typically what it should mean is it all comes at least from the same region. Okay. Um, ideally, what it means is it all comes from the same, the same co-op. So there might be there might be like three or four farms on a, in a particular region, and they're all they're all growing the same same type of coffee. So that that would be single origin. It's all coming from the same area. Um, then you have estate coffees, which typically mean they're all coming from the same farm. So you have just a single grower that that's that's the coffee in whatever field they're they're growing that in. That's you're getting that from that. So you're going to get more of a consistent flavor. And then micro lot is even a, a smaller section of that estate. 
So a uh, a micro lot coffee, the, they should all be picked on the same day. They should all be uh, right in the same. So the growing conditions, the, uh, the 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 time when it was picked, everything should be identical. So ideally, what, when you say micro lot, what you're saying is that this, if if you took one bean out of this and analyzed it, it, it should be very similar to another bean. If you took it out of it and analyzed it, there should be there should be a lot of consistency in a in a micro lot. It could be consistently bad. Micro lot doesn't mean that it's good necessarily, but it just means that it's consistent. So okay. this is a, this is a micro lot. All right, bottoms up. Hmm. Oh, dude, <laughs> I've never had a coffee quite like this one. Yeah, I, I I I like this one a lot. This is one of the few Colombians lately that I've that I've actually been. Um, Hmm. Gaga over, I guess. There's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of commonality with 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 a lot of Colombians. You know, kind of like if you have you've, if you've had one Colombian, you've had them all. But but typically, there's there's one that stands out f- from the others. And for me, this one is is in it stands out way way farther than than even even the regular Colombian standouts. It's it's just it's a. I it's don't know, very balanced. I don't know how to describe what it tastes like, but it reminds me of some things in the vegetable category as well as the fruits. It has at first a shock value of sourness to it, but it's not bad. And it doesn't strike me as especially citrus. Sourness, really. But it dissipated dramatically over time. Like while through the swallow, the flavors, the smells are changing. And... I'm thinking something not quite ripened, but not bad either. Like you think of a, a, a banana that's not quite ripened or a strawberry not quite ripened. You, you don't think that that's going to be a pleasant taste. But this is different from that. It, it reminds me of those things, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's partially just to do because – it, it's also a balanced coffee. Like it's very a, balanced. Yeah. Apart from that, it's a very balanced coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would be a. I mean, this would this would be great just by itself, which is. You know, but I could also uh, not very often do I feel like enhancing a coffee, getting away from dark, a black coffee to add something like a sweetener to it. But I would actually experiment with this one. I it, deliberately so. Like, hey, this is good on its own, but something tells me. Adding some sugar, some you know brown sugar or even honey, just mm. to see what it does to the flavors. Yeah, might be a great place to go. Yeah, this this for me is a good is a is a good a good base for a blend. Um, because, yes, because it, it it's very it it's very good by itself. You know, it's a very it's a very good coffee, but but it's almost too balanced. It, it's it's almost balanced to the to the point that that. Everything in it is so equal that that nothing really stands out. So maybe if we if we if we mix some of the um, maybe the Costa Rican in there or the or the Dominican and and, and gave it a little bit of a, a fruit a fruit kick, it might it it might do well. It might not. This would be a good one to start with for a blend uh, because it's because it's so even. Oh, it's and, such a, and maybe it's just because we we've been referring to this as the micro lot that I keep on thinking of microbrewery, but it also kind of reminds me of some of the more specialty uh, micro brews of beers in a good way. Yeah. In my notes, and this is just about the smell. Um, I, I, I noticed a bit of nutmeg in the smell. So maybe, uh, and maybe that that's, that's coming from, 
what I remember, it, I mean, like something at like Oktoberfest came to mind. Yeah. And I'm not sure why. I just know uh, a good beer when I taste it. And yeah. usually it's a microbrewery beer. And so I'm getting some flavors in this coffee that are reminiscent of a specialty lager or something. Yeah. And, and I, I, I guess I would um, not necessarily compare it in the sense that it tastes like an IPA, but I, I really like IPAs. When I have a good IPA, I don't, I don't like other things to get mixed up with it. Like when they start to put fruit flavors and when they, or, or, or when they try to really um, mix hops or other things like that in an IPA, I just like, I like straight, just a straight up full on hopped IPA. And that's what, what this coffee reminds me of. It, it reminds me of just really good straight on coffee. I can see drinking this one faster than the other coffees. Yeah. Just consequentially by the way it, it, it feels in the mouth and how it goes down. Right. It might do well to get mixed with other things, but it's really good. It's really good on its own. So that's our, our Colombian micro lot. So what are you, where are you going to go from here? Like these are all thumbs up roasts. Are you going to just start creating more and more single roast and specialty blends and have a wide variety of beans through <clears throat> thresher coffee? Or are you going to pay, uh, spread them out? What do you want to do? Yeah, I don't, I How don't do you know. pick the best. It, it's, it's hard. hard. We were, we were talking about that earlier. There's so much variety out there. There's so many options. And I think that this is probably why I've seen so many coffee houses, uh, other smaller, small batch roasters that just wind up with a, a line of like 12 or two dozen yeah. unique roasts. And it's like, well, you know, your customers are never going to get around to exactly. all of them. They're going to find two or three and they're going to stick with them and good for them. So I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they're making the roasts for themselves more so than for the market. Yeah, and I never I never really wanted to do that at Thrasher. I wanted to have maybe as as many as six at, at any given time, and then and then maybe one or two, or maybe even three seasonals that you know we just we just happen to get um, a small shipment of this. You know, we 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 only have three hundred pounds of it, so when it's gone, it's gone. When you get coffee this good, it it it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to say well. As good as this is, I'm not going to offer it because I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to give people the what what we just went through. I want to. I want to show them the gamut of just how different and how amazing different coffees can be. You know, you've got a, a real solid Colombian micro lot, and it's a good Colombian coffee, um, probably better than 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 most Colombians that you've had that you've ever had. And then you've got a Haitian coffee over here that tastes remarkably like Jamaica Blue Mountain. That's really really good and really really. Um, balanced and smooth and 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 delicious, but at the end of the day, they both taste remarkably like really good coffee. But then you have the other two that have this citrusy fruit, you know, this 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 extravaganza of taste <laughs> that you just don't expect to get from coffee. And and I want I want I want people to to be able to experience that. I, I I like I like watching you when you when you take a when you when you take a a sip of something for the first time. Because I anticipate you're going to taste this or this or this, and your your eyes light up, and you just have this you look like childlike wonder at like how how can a bean, how can a coffee bean do this? How can it taste like that? And it's it's a it's a really really versatile plant, and from yes, wherever uh, it's grown, there there's all sorts of characteristics from that area. And so on the scale of merriment and wonder, you have coffee, a special small batch coffee roast at the top, and right beneath that, Lucky Charms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that wraps it up for this episode. This completes episode eight of Top Brew. Visit topbrew.fm slash podcast slash eight for the show notes and links. If you want to connect with us, we are at topbrewfm on Twitter or send your comments via email to feedback at topbrew.fm. 
If you're a different sort of flower, we also are available at facebook.com slash topbrewfm. And if you would like your topic or question to be featured on the next episode, like John Leach's in episode eight, don't be shy. Write us with hashtag AskTopRoo in the message and you'll be mentioned on episode nine next week. As always, the Top Brew podcast is available on iTunes. If you'd like to visit us there and give us uh, your one-click star rating, that would be super. And if you want to help out more, write us a quick review on iTunes and you'll be my favorite listener for a whole hour. Remember to visit topbrew.fm for more episodes of this podcast as well as written interviews and articles. We have everything there from quick coffee brewing tips to the latest interesting news about coffee around the web. And remember that this show is supported by our awesome sponsor and other sponsors of the future, I should hope, like Thrasher Coffee. Buy Thrasher Coffee and let them know that we have sent you. And if you'd like to sponsor a future episode, send an email to joe at topbrew.fm. I'm Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to the Top Brew Podcast. One of them is really exciting to me is that we are going to do a live taste test of four different roasts. And I, I think that these are going to be great. Brewed them just a few minutes ago. They smell fantastic. But first, we wanted to get to a little bit of...